everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We do have a request though before we get started. If you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando and we're episode 305. Yeah. And this is going to be a little bit different because we always have these Q4 episodes. We just had one uh, themed episode where it's about, you know, how to prepare for Q4. But this one, we kind of want to bring out the crystal ball and, you know, just share our thoughts on what we think this Q4 is going to look like. Yeah. And I'm going to be 100% honest. Uh, and this is really, really bad. Um, maybe... Uh, like- academics or journalism or whatever you want to call it, but I am hundred percent unprepared for this. I did not like spend a lot of time going through these points and thinking through and actually finding evidence. And so I'm going to be pretty much shooting from the hip here. So if, if I'm wrong on any of this stuff or I'm trying to process it, uh, just go with me here. But I think, I think there are some things that <laughs> we might be wrong on all of it. You might be wrong on all of it, but I'm sure it'll be good to have the discussion, you know, uh, you know, a little bit unprepared about like, what what could happen and what are some of the things that we see happening this Q4. That being said, we'd love to have you join in the conversation. So if you want to let us know in comments below, what are your thoughts on Q4? What is it going to be? What How is the the current way the economy is going, going to impact uh, sales, whether it's retail arbitrage, whether it's eBay, uh, and just maybe sales in general across the, the country. So let us know in the comments below. Here we go. All right. So I think one of the f- easy things to be able to, to outline, and, and this has already been happening, is there's going to be a change in buying habits during Q4. So we're kind of used to during Q4 to, you know, buying those things. Let's say you sell on Amazon and you can 10x an item, right? You can sell an item, you know, that you paid 30, you can maybe sell it for 300 or, you know, 6x it, 50 bucks, you sell it for 300 or whatever it is. You know, you think, you know, at that time, it's like, hey, if people really want it, it's a hot thing. Like people are going to go out and they're going to spend it. And I, if we continue the direction we're, we're going in and, you know, I, I don't see us not ha- heading in that direction. Uh, we are recording this earlier, so we really don't know if we're in an official recession. If we go by the uh, established definition of what recessions have been, <laughs> uh, you know, if we ended up with two uh, negative GDP, we ended up in recession. And I do think even without that, Right. With inflation. Yeah, we're, we're decide like we're no matter what, you can look at the economy and say like there's there's bad things happening in our economy right now. Things aren't easy for almost anybody. And hmm. so regardless of what you want to call it. Um, yeah, there's there's some down down issues. And like you were mentioned, our first point is like people are, are a little bit more careful with what they're spending their money on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Like the, Our first point is our buyers are going to be cautious they're going to be more conscious they're going to they're going to be more focused on what they're spending their money and i think a lot of times you see it's hard because you're trying to get a picture of so many different things there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of elements in play but you see something like walmart saying okay we're going to slash prices so it's easy to go oh if prices are going down then that means inflation is going down things are getting better however one of the reasons that's happening in the same way if you all of a sudden fire was doing a fire sale of all the items in your store and it could be a sign of panic that we need to we need to get money. I need money. Money needs to come in one way or another. And people aren't spending money on those things. Like they're the reality is, as gas prices have gone up, as food prices have gone up, as insurance prices have gone up, pretty much across the board, almost every possible domain, your your streaming service, 
things have got to get cut. And so people are like, well, I'm going to feed my family. I've got to buy gas to work. I need to buy a new pair of shoes. I need to, there are certain things that are, are, are have to. And so the things that were the wants, like we have needs and wants, you know, we all had to learn that in life. Like there are certain things I need to survive. And that was the first part of becoming an adult it was like, yeah, I want to eat, you know, ice cream and pizza and just buy video games, but I need to, you know, not die tomorrow of a heart attack. And I need to, you know, make sure I can pay my bills. So that's part of life. And people have realized, Hey, I can go without the extra, extra, extra large uh, TV. I've got a large TV already. And mm. so people aren't buying those things because they need gas. And so, yeah, the prices of things are going down in some ways, but that plays an interesting role for us as resellers. Okay. So now what does that mean? Like what types of items do we need to sell? Is it going to be the toys? Is that still going to be the hot thing? Or is it going to be more practical things? Is it going to be things like that people are are needing, you know, how you'd always get the, the socks and the underwear for Christmas, my grandma, like those things. <laughs> don't, like, don't source those though. No, I'm not saying source them, but the point I'm trying to make is that was always like, man, I don't want that stuff. Maybe I need it, but like I want certain things. So is it going to turn to the things people are buying Q4 are going to be nicer things of the things people need as opposed to just wants? Yeah. And so I think it's going to, you know, this was later on we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about it now. I think it's going to just lead to a shift to more of the secondary market. I think, and I'm just going out on a limb here and I know, and I could be wrong, but I do think I will probably find easier success selling on eBay than on Amazon. I think you can still have great success this Q4 to on Amazon, but it's going to be a lot more difficult. And and this is for several reasons. One of them being is there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be trying to sell and make money, right? Because maybe they lose, lost a job. So right now, the arguments being made, right, that this isn't necessarily a recession because the labor market is strong. The incorrect assumption that's being made in that, and again, you know, some people always say, Orlando, how do you know more than the experts? All I have to say is they have said they were wrong. <laughs> and so I just know as a historian is that in a recession, the last leg of the recession, like when we finalize that we're in a bad place, is people start losing their jobs because companies do not bring in the revenue they use they used to. They can't keep up with the rising wages of inflation. Now we're dealing with possible stagflation. And so what happens is is people lose their jobs. And so as people and, and a lot of times it's high paying jobs. Like I have a friend who works for a uh a car company that's up and coming, doing really well, making, and they just laid off like a huge percentage of their employees mm -hmm. and Amazon's doing it. All, all kinds of companies are laying off people. So it's not to say that like we're in the worst job market ever, but we're starting to see some of that. And so, yeah, I mean, that has a huge impact. And so I think you're right. Like secondary market might become a little bit more popular in that as people are losing their source of income, they're still going to want to buy things. And so, and we've talked in the past in previous episodes that a lot of times older things are actually the longer lasting stuff anyway. So if you, Hey, if I need a new pair of, you know, or a new backpack or a new this or a new that, if I can get one that was made 10 years ago, that's like high quality that'll last forever, as opposed to a cheapy Walmart one for about the same price, I'm going to go with the one that's going to last a long time. Correct. And not only that, now all those individuals are going to try to find ways to make money. Right. So kind of like the way that we dealt with, you know, the last two years, how people weren't able to work. Now it's going to be not only are they not going to be able to work, they're not going to have a stimulus check coming in 
And so they're going to have to find ways of income. And, and what greater way than to, the, you know, buy a course from gurus and go into Amazon and start sourcing Amazon. So I do think there's going to be greater competition. Mm-hmm. I just was watching a, uh, I hate seeing this always. I saw a TikTok and somebody (laughs) had mentioned how back in the day, Ross was the place to go to to get the nice sneakers. Mm. Like you could always get like, you know, some Jordans, possibly some Kobe's like back in, you know, the 20 early 2010s, you know, latter, uh, you know, part of the early 2000s. They were there. And now ross is a ghost town at least ours like it's very rare you find anything and this last q4 when i was sourcing there there was nothing i know there's supply chain issues but so much i mean it's so bare it's so tough that market and so what i anticipate is it's retail arbitrage is just going to be incredibly difficult. I I personally experienced it being really difficult this last Q4. It was one of the first Q4s where I really didn't turn any kind of a major profit. Uh, I think if I <laughs> throw in the time I spent and the capital I spent, I might I probably lost money uh, this Q4 if I balance it all out. And and this is not our our thing to discuss specifically like what's happening economically, but I do think it. It's the technological shifts, uh, and I've I've talked about this before as well. But it used to be that if you wanted an item, and it was kind of regional, like all of the the targets in my area have sold out of this item, mm-hmm. so I need to go find it online. So I go onto Amazon to look for it. Well, they're selling for crazy money on Amazon, but it's the only way I'm going to get it. But now Target and Walmart and these places, Home Depot, have done a much better job of making their websites more user-friendly, their shipping has been figured out. And so if it's something that's in stock in Kansas and I'm over here in in California, I could still get that shipped to me for free or shipped to the store for free and Mm -hmm. go pick it up. So I don't have to worry about, is it just available in my region? So when you're competing against target.com for the items, it's a little bit harder to do the the retail arbitrage flip. Because a lot of times it's like, hey, my region has a ton of these. Nobody's buying this in my area. So I can buy them and flip them and I'm going to make money off of it. Well, now Target's just going to ship those to those regions that need them. And, and you're not going to be able to do that big flip. The only way that's going to work now is if we have those reseller-driven shortages where the resellers go out and buy all the inventory and now there's none. Uh, but then again, then you run into potential fingerling issues where there's not really a demand for this other than resellers. So it's a, it's a much riskier. So I think this is going to look very different than previous Q4s, at least in the retail arbitrage sense, in that businesses have gotten better at shipping their own stuff straight to a customer or to a local Target or Walmart, as opposed to, I just have to go on Amazon. That's the only way I'm going to get this online. Yeah, correct. And so that's just my warning to you. I I... I don't know how much retail arbitrage I'm going to do. There's a part of me that, you know, wants to go back to renting a van and doing all that, but I'm not a hundred percent sold on that this year. I think, I think we had this, you know, period of time when it was really good and people were willing to spend their money. And now that there's no stimulus money, there's also uh, you know, there's a tightening of the money supply and people have less money, they're more going to look to the secondary market and that might be the place to go. And so that's, that's how I'm preparing. Uh, I could be wrong, uh, but either way, you know, Q4, you can still make it profitable, but you want to make sure that you're spending your time and capital in the right place. Now 
one more thing I want to add about the changing and buying habits. I do think people are going to start buying earlier, right? Because with all the uncertainty in the air, uh, with people being, you know, wiser about their spending decisions, I do think people are going to start budgeting and buying earlier. And that already happened last year. We already had, I remember people were buying Christmas stuff early October. And I wish I had, there's a lot of stuff I wish I had sold in early October because by the time end of November, December came around, they, they actually sold better in October. Mm. Right. And if you listen to our podcast last year of Q4, I say that multiple times where I had better sales in October than I had in November and December, which is kind of odd because usually it's the other way around. And so be aware. This is why we mentioned in the last podcast list now, get things ready to go now because you want to be able uh, to make, you know, that profit now and be cash heavy later on. So ex I expect the secondary market to be a lot larger this year as far as in sales compared to previous years. Now, one way you could also be, you know, apprised and we haven't used that word on the podcast yet of, of what's going on here in Q4 is to be in our discord. Yeah. Uh, we're, I do anticipate we haven't had our discord in a Q4 season and we're not a cook group. We're not a bolo group, but I do anticipate there's going to be a lot of discussion as to, Hey, this is selling well. This is what you should look out for. Uh, be aware of this. And I'm just looking forward to it because it's a thriving community and we have experts, all kinds of different experts and, and no one has any kind of like specialized, like this is their, uh, and maybe in time we'll do that. But we all we all just bring our expertise to different areas, ask questions. But it, it's been a great place. And I personally have learned a ton while being in the Discord. So if you haven't checked us out, go on over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash peers of podcast. Also link below, just $5.55 a month. Listen, if you, you're just using these next five months with that, like $25 guaranteed, it, there's going to be plenty of profits made from what you learn on the Discord. So check us out. Yeah. All right. I think there's going to be a lot of inventory competition. Mm. Yeah. Inventory competition coming from a lot of ways, right? Like part of it, like you said, there's, there's potentially going to be competition from a bunch of new resellers coming in and, and, and flooding that market because they're trying to make ends meet. But then there's also the fact that we're still dealing with the, the domino effect, the backlog of the shipping issues right? The supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. There are, are businesses that have an abundance of inventory because a lot of inventory is seasonal and inventory didn't sell when they, when they thought it would, because they didn't have it. Like they anticipated having inventory at a certain time. It didn't come in until weeks or months later. And now all of a sudden things are catching up and now they've got double inventory. And so there's big price slashes happening on certain things. So when that happens, now you're competing because we always hate the idea of like a race to the bottom. Mm -hmm we're basically, I've got a race to the bottom with all these places. So if you're, if you're dealing with, Hey, I'm walking into Walmart or I'm walking into target and look, they got a whole clearance section here. They got a special sale going on and it's tons of stuff is on clearance. And you think, wow, I'm going to buy this stuff and sell it on online. Well, the reason it's on clearance is they don't have the demand for those items. And they need to get them gone. And so people across the country have access to these items at clearance prices, which means if you want to move that product, you're going to have to sell it at sub clearance prices mm -hmm. in order to move it. Cause it's already a race to the bottom. It's like if you're on Amazon and you were on that Bolo and all of a sudden it's tanking because too many people are on the listing and it's dropping to the bottom and you decide that's when you're going to go out and buy items and get them sent in Amazon. It's like, it's almost too late. <laughs> yeah. like the, the, the race to the bottom has begun. So 
it's tough because you're going to be in this position where you walk into a store and you're seeing things at, at discount prices when you're like, man, this is crazy that it's discounted to this level. However, the reason it's there is the demand isn't there for those items and they are having to lower the price to, to meet that demand. So you, you got to be careful and not sucked into it's almost going to be like the sirens call. I feel like this, uh, this Q4 when you're walking into stores, when you're seeing deals galore to think that you're going to be able to buy a deal and that other people across the nation aren't getting those same deals if, if they're moving at all. Yeah. I just, I do think, you know, these companies have talked about, they need, they want to move their inventory. Right. And so right now things are backed up, but there's still more of a backup. And we just, I don't know if you caught the news, but like the Oakland ports, there's the strikes that are happening right now. They're going to add more to supply chain issues. And so, so be aware. Yeah. There's going to be a gluttony of new inventory and it's going to, I think it's going to impact things. And so there's also going to be, uh, like you had mentioned, the the deeper discounts competing against resellers, right? And I think that's going to be a major, major issue in the sense that, you know, I remember the good old days of Amazon where you could find a toy, you know, like let's say a fingerling and you bought it for, you know, eight bucks and you can flip it for 40. I, I don't know how often that's going to happen anymore because... Yeah, somebody may really want that, but if they walk into a brick and mortar store, because remember, we also are, you know, technically we should be done with what we've been dealing with. And so more people are going to probably go out into stores again. And there's already discussion about that, that, you know, people are shopping more at brick and mortar than they have in the last two, three years. And so if that's the case and these stores are offering deeper discounts, their their child may want something really bad, but if they're like, hey, I could buy a few of these for the same price as this, I, I just, I think it's going to be tough. I just think it's going to be brutal. Now, here's the other thing. I do think this Q4, there's going to be more buyers at the thrift. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you it's... You don't think so? I think the thrift boom, as it were... Is being driven by a lot of things. There's the the cultural aspect of I want to make a difference for the environment. I want to be more sustainable. There is the cool factor of hey, I can go buy vintage things. I don't want to be like everybody else and just buy the the stuff that's in the mall. I want to I want to have a shirt that none of my friends have. I, so I think that those things have driven people to thrift stores. I do think there's the element of people are a lot of people are hurting financially, and so there's going to be some people going to thrift stores for that reason. But I, I don't know if I see like the thrift store, like people, I don't think people are going to thrift stores for their Q4 shopping. And when I think of Q4 shopping, a lot of times I'm thinking things like gifts. Mm -hmm. And so I I doubt, you know, mom and dad, I mean, there are going to be there. I mean, there are families that, that they're either being frugal and wise. And so they're not just buying new, I have nothing against that. And then there's families that are really, really hurting. And so, okay, if, if my kids want toys, I'm going to go to the thrift store to get them toys. So I, I do feel like that's going to be an aspect to it a small extent, but I don't think most people are, are going to be saying, Hey, times are hard. I've got this Christmas party. I'm going to, I'm going to do my shopping for it at a thrift store. So I don't think like we're going to see a huge increase in buyers from that, this Q4. So I don't know if that's, I do think there's a lot of reasons why a lot of people are, are flooding into thrift stores. I don't know if Q4 is one of those reasons. I'm just going on the research that we did. We did a few, I don't know how long it's been, but we talked about reselling in a recession and we looked at all those articles from 08 and, and I think 2001 and, and a few other times where thrift storage just boomed. 
Like it became the place where people shopped not only for themselves, but for gifts for one another. And uh, I think, I think that's going to be the case again. I mean, I, right now, you know, it's going to be even larger because now you have these thrift stores going online, right? So you may not even see this competition, the thrift store, you, but you will definitely see the effects as more people are going online to buy these items. So I do think, I don't know. I I just get the sense that there's going to be more competition at the thrift. So if that's going to be one of your sourcing components for Q4, I think you're going to have a difficult time. And uh, I didn't talk to Orlando about this, but we might have a future podcast coming up because I know in some ways, if you're listening to this, you're like, Oh, doom and gloom. Like there's, there's no hope in this whole episode. Like we are really talking about like a lot of the challenges coming this Q4. So maybe we'll have a future episode where we discuss like, okay, well, how do we combat that? If this does end up being the reality of how this Q4 looks different, how can we ensure that we walk away from this, maybe even making more money than we have in previous Q4s? Because whenever there is big changes, there's opportunity to to get. I think we address some of that. I don't think. It- yeah, I mean, we have to an extent, but it, it might be a good idea to have like an entirely like like a focused episode on that. So um, don't don't just think we're like, hey, things are bad. No, don't, no, don't I've, I've said in Q4. There's plenty of opportunity to source. Right. There's plenty of opportunity that if you can get stuff that people can't get at the thrift, you're going to make a lot of money. If you can gain that unfair advantage of of sourcing right now in the summer and getting all those items and getting ready for Q4, you're going to be doing pretty well. So I think we addressed it. It just right now sounds kind of sad. Okay. All right. Before we move forward, there is something that does not make us sad. It's whenever we get that free delivery of American Bubble Boy. And, uh, you know, I just ordered another roll. And it came in in two days and I needed it because I've had all kinds of randomness from from lamps uh, to vintage toys and I need to wrap up. And it's a great deal. You can buy the recycled kind, which is cheaper. Or you can just buy them brand new, but it's all free shipping two day next day. There's also free local pickup. Make sure to check them out uh, and use our link below to help us out. Uh, that's again, American Yeah. And also, uh, we are grateful uh, for all of you that follow us on social media. If you're not been social, following us on social media, there's a lot of info that we drop on there. So uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We're Pierce Hill Podcast. On Twitter, we are Pierce Hill Cast. You can always give us a call also, 619-738-1170, and leave a voicemail. It's not like Mike and I will pick up like, hey, how's it going? How's your day? Yeah, I, so. I, I think I almost picked up one time on accident. Um my wife almost picked up one time on accident. Nice. She's like, oh, someone's calling your phone. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's a, that's a, let that go to voicemail. That might be a good podcast voicemail. So, <laughs> so yeah, so 619-931-1170 or shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. And as always, if you're listening to our podcast uh, and you've never jumped over to YouTube, uh, please do us a favor. Come on over and just subscribe. You don't even have to watch. You can keep listening. Just subscribe. We're trying to get to 10K. We have some merch coming uh, your way here soon. Uh, so check us out and uh, also hit that bell notification so you're notified when those mini sales happen and also uh check out the uh the like button don't just check it out yeah. like smash it yeah smash it push it have a thumb war <laughs> i've never heard anybody say it that way maybe that's our thing yeah thumb war that uh like button just just get, just push it down as hard as you can <laughs> don't, but those thumb wars go side to side i don't know what that would work you still gotta hold it down like you know you gotta get your thumb get your thumb on that thumb and just press it all right. And as always, we're grateful uh, for all our iTunes reviews. We're, I think by the time we drop this episode, we will be at 600. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of you came in and just said, hey, we're going to write a detailed 
uh, you know, review. Just going to share a quick two ones. This one comes from uh, SP118LV. It said, amazing, great podcast for resellers, especially if you're new to eBay. The podcast is very engaging and entertaining. I appreciate that with great tips because, yeah, it would... You know, there are some podcasts out there which are just information, but I don't find them entertaining. But I'm willing to listen just because, you know, I learned some good info. Right. So this comes from Grateful Partial said 100% recommended to resellers at all levels. And then uh, we have another one here. Uh, just, man, we, we got a few. So we're, oh, I, I think we'll be over 600 uh, by the time we're doing this again. And just a short one said, thank you both. I've learned so much here. I uh, thank you. C635. She said, thanks for the information. And then real quick from Pure Body Mall said, love the show. I love listening to this podcast while working my nine to five yeah. laughing emotions. Got to do what we got to do. Hey, <laughs> hey, we, we, we appreciate side you hustle hustlers. I, that, we, need to, we need to create like our own, our own sub community within the Pure Hustle podcast community. <laughs> We're the side hustle hustlers. Don't we have a discord? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, it's time to listen to some great scores here. Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. All right. So our first one comes from Pablo Spitfire from Discord. So picked up a pair of shorts that look something like Criss Cross rap group from the 90s. Like something like they would wear. You know what I'm talking about? Criss Cross? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Do, do you remember yeah. that? No, no, no. No, I don't Chris know. Criss Cross was a rap group. Okay. In the early 90s, those two kids. And they had the song go, jump, jump. Criss Cross will make you want to jump, jump. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's classic. Do you remember that? Yeah. And they had like the backwards clothing and and uh, they had another song like, warm it up, Chris. I'm about to warm it up, Chris. It was like the most wholesome. <laughs> like I, I feel like we need to be playing a little bit in the background while I'm uh, while <laughs> yeah, I'm but then we'll get YouTube strike. Uh, we'll, we'll just I think we have what like six seconds we could play. Uh, so go. there were a pair of cross color shorts picked up for twelve dollars and ninety nine cents, and sold them on eBay for two hundred dollars plus shipping. Holy smokes! Yeah, That's so fantastic. those cross cross color like they're no joke. Like if you can find that stuff, it's very very hard to find. There's good money. It makes me want to jump jump. <laughs> Go. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Should have had that queued up on the soundboard. Uh, thank you, Pablo Spitfire. I, yeah, I got a lot of the hustle of the weeks from the, on there. What a name, too, by the way. All right. Uh, this comes from uh, Clay, uh, Tactical Arbitraging. And uh, there's a little story here. So I'm going I'm to read a little bit what he shared for me. Uh, so uh, Clay's job takes him all over uh, through the state of Kentucky. Uh, the, before he travels, he begins to research areas and see what thrift stores are. I love that. Like if, if I was still doing like a, a normal job, I would do that all the time. If I had to travel, I did that when I was a teacher and I'd go to like education conferences, I would still look at what thrifts, uh, there were. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that particular day it was, it, he was in a new area and thought that they had a small, a store that shall not be named also known as Goodwill. Uh, being that it was a rural area, I thought, Hey, maybe it'll be cheaper. So got to the store, checked the clothing, hats and dresses, uh, no check, check the clothing, hats and shoes found that there's, you know, everything was, it wasn't that good. And then went to the small sporting goods table and saw a few baseball gloves. Uh, <laughs> I heard Orlando and remembered to say me saying, don't pass on gloves. Cause I say that all the time. And uh, check them out. And the first couple were dry rotted. You got to check out for that dry rot. That's one thing I don't talk about a lot. But spotting a Rawlings glove and knew from playing baseball that Rawlings has some nice baseball gloves. I uh, picked it up and saw that it was a Stan Musial 
uh you know autograph glove not like a real autograph but it's you yeah, know like how they that have, series yeah the, the, the signature and yeah that that right right away i would have been like picked that up so grab the glove checked it out um all the gloves are a dollar 99 like i don't find gloves like that at, unless i go to a garage, garage sale, sale yep. you know uh got home from work that night spent some time researching and knew that these you know knew that he struck gold uh, it was an excellent shape. Got it listed that night and went, uh, went high end, listed it for about 400 plus shipping uh, and with best offer. Got some offers around the $100 to $200 range. Then about a week later, a uh, buyer sent an offer of $295 plus ship, accepted the offer. And so turned $1.99 to $295 plus ship. Nice. Clay, tactical arbitraging on IG. That's a great hustle of the week. Killer. All right. Uh, our next one comes from at the Great Lakes Flipper. Uh, so decided. This is Carrie. Sorry, I didn't put that on there. But. No, no problem. <laughs> so uh, decided to hit a thrift during launch. Love that. Way to, way to double hustle there. Found a cart of cross stitch in an aisle. We talk about cross stitch a lot. There's definitely money that can be made there. Uh, and these cross stitch were waiting to be stocked. So saw uh, money signs everywhere. Listed one on eBay with no comps for pretty high. Paid $6.25 for a Busilla. 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 Are you sure it's you, you might be right. Let us know in the comments. Is it Busilla is it, or Busilla? Isn't, isn't the double L like. Yeah, it feels Spanish. Yeah. The A sound. A. Busilla. 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 We're just going to say a Christmas needlepoint stocking kit, Santa on a rooftop. Sold it within a couple of days. For $224.88 with free shipping. Love it. Love it. 88 cents. I wonder what the, uh, what what's the. Some people do that. They do like 67 cents or 80 cents. I'm always the 99 cent guy. Yeah. I wonder. You could probably even. Great sell, by the way. I don't want to you know distract from that. That was 200. Man, that's insane. Um, but I wonder if you could utilize pricing like that, even to help you with like some of your store, like your organization. Like things with this hmm. end and this number are in like these totes and it, that might work. That's doable. I think, I think people also use that for like dates. Mm-hmm. Like it lets them know when they purchased it, you know? Yeah. Kind of like Costco when it has that seven at the end. Yes. That means it's the last time it's going to be at a Costco. Yep. So that's a, that's a tip right there. So, all right. What, uh, thank you, by the way, all of you, Great Lakes Flipper, uh, Tactical Arbitrage and, Pablo Spitfire, yeah. make you want to jump from Discord. Jump, jump. So, all right, what is uh, your your hustle of the week? All right, so this hustle of the week comes with a bit of an announcement. I think at this point, it's it's probably okay to announce. Yeah. Um, so we are recording a little bit early, but uh, my my wife and I are pregnant again. Yeah, congrats. Uh, number three. That's right, number three on the way. Uh, little baby Mike coming soon to a podcast near you. And, um, anyways, if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about like sourcing strollers. Well, part of the reason yeah. we're even looking up strollers is, you know, like we got another baby coming on the way. And so we picked up a, up a baby, up a baby, up a baby. I say up, I think some people say, but anyways, we're like a killer deal. And we were kind of like, man, we could probably flip this. We have a stroller that could technically work, but this up a baby is much nicer. Yeah. So we took our stroller that we bought new, um, uh, Gosh, it was years ago, like with our first son, and we use it with our second son too, uh, for maybe two hundred bucks. So not super cheap. We just sold that on offer up for almost a hundred dollars. 
Nice. And so just to think that that we were able to recoup a huge portion of what we paid for that thing and used it for years. I mean, we definitely got our money out of it. So it's a hustle of the week because as resellers, I don't know if a lot of people think to do this in their everyday life. Like when you resell, a lot of times you think of, hey, I made a bunch of money selling this thing. But we've also talked in the past about sometimes I'm at a garage sale and I find something new in package. I'm like, this would be a good gift for mm. somebody. I got a birthday party coming up soon or even things for yourself. And to think that I was able to save probably three to $400 on the upper baby stroller that we got or more, maybe $500 on the upper baby stroller. If you count all the attachments, I'm sure it's actually more than that. And was able to sell the stroller we had before for half the price we bought it for. Most people would just throw their old stroller away and, yeah. and go buy a new one for new, right? So all that being said, I would be probably $700 negative right now had I not been a reseller. Like, let's do offer up. Yeah. And a lot of people do offer up that aren't resellers. So it's not like it's that unique. But when you're a reseller, you're always thinking, I should check offer up. I should check eBay. I should check Facebook Marketplace. And so sometimes your hustles just come from money that you save knowing, hey, my fridge is going bad. I should check offer up. So I, it has me thinking, you know, and this is off topic, but as resellers, like we, we understand the value of things, yep. right? I, I, I don't, I don't really buy a lot of retail. I mean, I, you know, for my kids, sometimes I'll buy, you know, brand new clothes for them and shoes and stuff like that just cause I can. But, uh, I wonder if we were like super wealthy would that mindset continue. Like is, is, you know, I, I've read like the millionaire next door and books like that, that, you know, most millionaires are pretty frugal. Yeah, they're living out of their means, which is why they have that kind of money. Yeah, I think it, I think it would continue to extend. I think like anything, just like reselling. So when we first started reselling, we were willing to get boxes out of trash cans. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. We saved a ton of money, but eventually you get to a point where it's worth it. We moved up. Well, I'm not <laughs> saying we moved up, but it was. I know what you're saying. I the time I would spend trying to find boxes was actually I was losing if I I was selling enough stuff on eBay that I could just buy boxes. So. There does come a point, I think, with wealth where you you get to like, I can spend the time to find something to save 200 bucks. Or to me, this hour of time I'd spend doing that is worth more than 200 bucks. So yeah. it really just comes down to time versus money. Like what's what's more valuable to you in the current state of life that you're in? Okay. I'm just wondering. All right. So my hustle of the week, uh, I, it's something I've never sold before. So... I had this huge haul in the early summer and, you know, it was a family that was, you know, helping me out and was like, Hey, you know, pick up whatever you want. And, and I picked up a lot of stuff and I didn't know, honest, I sincerely did not know the value of things. I just was like, yeah, I wonder about this. It looks vintage, looks old. So I picked up two Sunbeam kitchen appliance control panels and they were like mid-century, right? So they kind of had like that, you know, atomic star kind of deal, you know what I'm talking about? And I listed them high. So I saw I, I saw a comp on eBay and there was no sole comps, but there was a list of comps and somebody was trying to sell theirs for I think like $85. But mine were brand new in box, never open, never used. I mean, they were open, but not taken out of the box. And I'm like, wait a second, this is mid-century. It's never been used. Mid-century is a thing. I'm going to list these high. So I listed these at $300 a piece, even though that one person was selling theirs for 85 And guess what? That person is still there. <laughs> like theirs hasn't sold. And so I listed a high and somebody bought both of them uh, for $250 a piece. So a total, no, more than that. Anyways, the t total came to $594 before shipping. 
right? So we're talking about almost $300 a piece plus shipping. And then they said, Hey, by the way, I'm not going to be home for about two weeks. Uh, can you wait to ship it out two weeks? And I'm like, yeah, $600. I'm not going to just say no. And so I ended up printing out the label and understand with UPS, you do not get charged until that label is scanned. Right. And so, you know, shipping, shipping was about, I'm trying to look, yeah, it was about, it wasn't that expensive, about 40 bucks, 50 bucks. Uh, and I think you have about 30 days. You have to ship it out within 30 days. So this is about two weeks. I said, no problem. I'll wait till, you know, uh, this certain time to ship it. And they're like, thanks for all the appreciate and train enough. You know, the day came and I dropped it off. Uh, but, uh, yeah, two things from this don't, you know, if, if there's like vintage mid century, like add-ons, whether it be like, let's say, you know, for a fan in a kitchen or whether it be, you know, I don't know, knobs to an oven or, you know, whatever it is, if it has that like atomic age kind of look, like it's definitely something to look at. And so I listed kind of high cause I didn't know what the market would be, but, uh, I think I priced it right. <laughs> and so I'm grateful for a sale. Hopefully it all works out and they install it. And I really wish I could take a look at the kitchen when it's all done, but yeah, it was, it was a nice sale. So turning, I don't know how much did I pay for that stuff? Maybe four or five bucks to $600. I'll take it. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. I mean, I'd, I'd be okay with that for sure. <laughs> so anyways, and I learned uh, a new niche. So there you go. That's right. So, all right. Thank you to all of you for hustle week. Now here's another, uh, a hustle week, which we think is very helpful. And it's our skull shavers. Got to keep that skull shaved. Maybe you don't, maybe you are blessed enough to have a, a full head of luscious locks, but if you are like Orlando and and me, uh, you you don't you you've you've been given the other gift of being bald and beautiful. And so Skull Shaver has products that will will get you the 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 closest, easiest, most convenient shave you can get on your head with all those things put together. But that's not all. They have products for shaving your face. They have products for shaving pretty much anywhere you you could possibly have hair. You can shave. And they've got products for men. They've got products for women. They've got they've got uh, aftershave balm. They've got uh, shaving oils. They've anything you can think of. They're your hair removal experts. So go to Skull Shaver and use promo code Hustle. It lets them know we sent you capital H Hustle, and uh, we get a little bit of a kickback. You get a discount as well, and uh, and let us know what you think. Yeah, there you have it. All right, so. Here's here's more crystal ball predictions. I do think, and this is an easy one. I think shipping is going to be worse. I think it's going to be the worst we've ever seen. Yeah, I think it's that's kind of the the direction it's been going for years. Though, like every it's it, shipping continues to get worse. Yeah, I and I think it's going to be for two reasons. I think one is USPS is going to continue to raise their prices. I mean, we already had the whole thing where people uh, were worried about the discounts going away, but they're not going away as least for now. But I. I think the other one is there's going to be a decline in workers. I, I, you know, right now, uh, the UPS is having an issue of keeping workers. Uh, you know, Amazon's laid off a bunch of people. I just think as a result of that, and, and a lot of these individuals are being overworked. I mean, we have a lot of you that work for the post office and you'll message us and tell us how the post office just, you know, works you hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And I, I do think that the results and all of that is a lot of people are going to find, Hey, I could resell or I could find another job. So I do think it's going to cause a major slowdown in shipping. And so 
uh, you're going to be able to use that shipping as a selling point uh, to make those sales. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, the fact that you can get, especially if you've got stuff ready to go, you can set your, your shipping to be fast because people expect fast. Now, if people are buying things used on eBay, there's a little bit more grace and understanding of, hey, I'm not getting prime. I'm not getting mm-hmm. this guaranteed free shipping in two days. However, that can be an area where you can be really competitive in 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 having faster or cheaper shipping than your competition. So uh, definitely check when you're listing things, especially if you're doing like big retail arbitrage or if you've got you found a niche where you're really doing well. Try and beat your competition in a few areas. It could be pictures. It could be it could be customer service and your rating and your your rec, your reputation, but it could also be your shipping. So make sure you've got your shipping policies set. Make sure it's clear of of how much it's going to cost or if it's free. And you've done the the work ahead of time to know, can I ensure that I can ship these items across the nation at X price point if I'm doing free so that I know to build that into the price and that it'll get to certain places. Do I have the shipping supplies ready to go so that if it sells and, and make it clear on your thing, if it sells by this time, this is when it'll get there. What's your shipping? Is it same day? Is it next day? If you're same day and your competition is next day, you win. So you can definitely be competitive if you're dealing with a shipping issue. Now, you might be next day shipping, faster shipping, and it still takes longer to get to them because the USPS or shipping issues or other things, but you're still in the clear. You made the sell and you'll probably be good. That being said, you know, it could cause some upset customers, but you'll be covered on eBay as far as that goes. <laughs> now, I do think a lot more shipping is going to go through UPS and, and FedEx. I, you know, as long as I mean, UPS has a great discount. I find that I ship a lot more UPS than I used to, yeah, especially the bigger stuff. Yeah, especially the bigger stuff. So I anticipate they're going to be more reliable than the post office. I mean, think about it right now. If you look at first class mail, it's like five days now. Well, one thing that could be said, I, I haven't done a lot of research into this, but somebody that l- listens to our show that is a, a USPS worker said that the USPS made deals with, I think, UPS or Amazon or somebody. They made deals with if once they get to a certain point that UPS can basically hand their packages off to the USPS to do the delivery and USPS gets a cut of it. But it's like mm. a contract where they have to do it if it gets to a certain point. So that sounds great until it, sh- it it's basically shooting the USPS in their own foot when they mm-hmm. are already overloaded. And if UPS is like, Hey, we can't hire enough people to cover all these extra shipments coming through. That's okay. We have this contract set up with USPS. We'll just hand it over to them. So that could still run into issues. Again, I, I don't know. Maybe that contract is ended. I don't know enough about it, but I've definitely heard that that's a thing. So it may or may not actually be beneficial because I think the USPS has going for it. The fact that it's a government agency, it's a little bit easier for them to keep employees and and hire new and deal with things as opposed to something like UPS. If we're dealing with increased, increased prices of wages and people not wanting to work or inflation, all these, it gets really challenging for private companies to be successful during those downturn economies. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if UPS will be, I, I, I would hope UPS would continue to be better than USPS through that time. But if we're dealing with a, if we are dealing with a recession or really downturn economy, UPS might be facing its own problems that cause shipping to be even worse. Maybe. I just, I don't know. I, I find that UPS always steps up to the plate. But if, if, if their prices are going up just like ours are, because right, like if gas prices are still high or if, Mm -hmm. if, if prices are still high, 
their prices go up, they're going to have to raise their prices, which then puts us in the same position of, well, if their prices are going up and shipments are going, then we have the same complaint that we have with USPS. Uh, fair. I, I I think you might, you might be right. I hope I'm not right, but so, it's possible. Either way, shipping is going to be a mess. So make sure to be ready. Make sure to uh, be aware of those things and uh, I, ship right away. The, you know, one of the ways to avoid any complaints or issues is, you know, you might have, you know, one day handling, but if you can ship it the same day, ship it the same day. And uh, if you make the promise that you're going to ship it priority, ship it priority. You know, sometimes you get those and you're like, oh, I can maybe ship this first class. Right, it might take too long. So be aware of that. And then the the last thing, in, and I hate ending on this note, but uh, I think uh, I think returns are going to be at an all new time high. And I think they're going to be at an all new time high for retail arbitrage. I don't know about the secondary market because secondary market generally is, you know, it's already used. And when people buy it, it's something that they pretty much understand what they're getting. Maybe they already had this item before or they've seen it before. Or a retail arbitrage, you know, you might have the the parent that really wants to get this toy and they're going to spend top dollar on this toy for their kid. And like you said before, they may go to the store a week later and see that same toy and go, hmm, I paid 300 or $200 and it's only $30, $40. I think I'm going to buy this one, gift this one. I'm going to return this other one. I, that money, I really need that money. And the other one is there's going to be, I think there's going to be a ton of buyer's remorse. I'm already seeing that. I already have, I haven't had a ton of returns, but a lot of the returns I've had is I found a cheaper deal. So I'm returning this or... I'm returning this because I no longer need it. Or I'm returning this, you know, because uh, at this point in time, I thought I could afford it, but I couldn't. And I think you're going to get a lot more of those. How have returns been for you? Um, I, Pretty average. I haven't seen a huge spike in returns, but then again, my, my sales haven't been okay. super yeah. high. So it, maybe if I was selling more items or maybe it's the, the, the niches that I'm in, but uh, I can definitely see, I mean, we already deal with tons of returns come January anyways. Yeah. But I, I think, I think you're right. I think the secondary market isn't going to be as impacted by returns, especially because again, things are gifted when something is bought for yourself on Amazon, which a lot of times people are doing that they're buying it for themselves. <laughs> um, it's easier to do the return. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit harder to like, Hey, uh, grandma, thanks for buying this thing for me. Uh, but I kind of would like the money instead. So can I give it back to you and you send it back to Amazon and I get the money? Like that doesn't happen as often. Uh, so. I think with the secondary market, it's much less likely because somebody can't just say like, Hey, I'm taking this back to Walmart and returning it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which does happen when people get gifts. I wonder how many times that happens. People buy stuff at from Amazon and then they take it to Walmart to get a, a refund. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it happens that much. Cause usually when you buy it on Amazon, you're paying more for it. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying like as a gift, like if you bought it as a gift, you re or you received it as a gift and you're like, it didn't come with a gift receipt, but I wonder if Walmart will still take it. You know, sometimes they will. I know, but Amazon's return policy is so easy. Theirs is, but if you got it, like if somebody bought it for you, unless you were to say, hey, grandma, I don't like this. I want the money. Nah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Your only option is to take it to Walmart. I, I, either way, returns, I think, are going to be next level. So be careful out there. Uh, Mike and I always talk about, I would not, if I was doing retail arbitrage, I would not source from big box stores. I just wouldn't because those places would get restocked. But if you go to the other off-price stores, most of the time when those items are gone, they're gone. I think mean, usually they don't get restocked. So you're saying you're saying shop the rack stores? 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like the Rosses and so on, because once those items are gone, they're gone. I mean, there's been rare occasions where they had a major restock and you're like, whoops. Okay. And then you brace yourself and then you get a few returns, but most people already, you know, they opened it, they're happy with their items. But remember, this is, we're in a downturn economy. And so now it's like, Hmm, really need that money for that gas. That's costing me, you know, six, seven bucks a gallon or whatever it is, you know, or maybe price will be super low. Maybe everything will change and things will be wonderful in a few months. Who knows? So we'll see. Well, whatever it is, we're here for you. We want to encourage you. Reselling is still the way to go. We just got to find ways to strategically maneuver around what's happening and still keep ourselves profitable. With that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Late. Peace.